here. Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Motorcycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, this is Liza. And I've had an amazing weekend full of friends and family and yeah, it's been good. And I even got Emma to work on my bike for me, so that made it even better. Tra-la-la. I know. So let's get to who's here in the garage. So um, we've got some guests sitting in with us tonight who are probably deathly afraid, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and then we have people who are going to be calling in, uh, zooming in with us soon. So we've got a pretty good show. Uh, John, you're hey. alive. I was uh, road hard and put away wet, but I am here. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> That is Stumpy John, back from Stumpistan. You do, i got to be honest with you, John, you do look a tiny bit the worse for wear. Really, do I? Yeah, no, I mean, not in a bad way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the not necessarily in a bad way, way, but I mean, you know, you look like a man who has been through an experience. He looks like an operator. I have been, uh, yeah. An operator. <laughs> I have been, <laughs> Pakistan flogged me severely. Mm. Okay. Well, let's get to who else is here. Uh, <coughs> joining us for the first time, my cousin, also a writer, it's Thomas. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. On the classy girl couch tonight. Well, you already heard her. It's Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. Um, and I'm going to be a day early. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> Cheers. Who say? Yes. Who say? Yes, absolutely. No, we are recording this in the uh, uh, twilight hours of the 3rd of July. And tomorrow is America's birthday. Yeah. And today is my dad's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We celebrated that. Fantastic. Uh, joining us on the couch also for the first time, my cousin, who's also a writer, it's Zach. How's everybody doing? Oh, you put put on the low voice real good. That was good. What? No. Sultry. Sultry. Okay. <laughs> He's putting the pressure on. Oh, that. and I, I forgot to say, Thomas, tell everyone what you ride. <clears throat> ah, I ride a uh, Honda NC750X manual transmission, 2018 yes. model year. Great bike. Nice. Cool. Zach, what do you ride? I ride a 2013 Ninja 300. Right on. Oh. Nice. All right. Going around the room, another cousin of mine. It's Clark. Hello. Now, Clark, you don't have a motorcycle yet, do you? But you did famously drop my KLR once. Well done. It looked better Uh-oh. afterwards. Yeah, I let him sit on it to take a photo, and it fell over. No. Yes. I don't recall. Yeah. Didn't you go with me to, you went with me to the uh, the bike show? Yeah. Um, the What's the one that Mikey shows at, uh, the magazine? Oh, the uh, the Redwood Rumble. Nope. Basket oh, yeah. case. Basket case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Clark got to go to the basket case with me a couple years ago. Oh, that's a good so one. So you got to, like, that's be a, a biker Santa for a day. Scene. Yeah, very Santa Yeah, that was cool. All right. And joining us fully dressed, surprisingly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's naked, no naked Jim. Yes, except the Japanese man that Emma has in her hand. Who <laughs> <laughs> is? <laughs> Cheers. Yes. Uh, happy Fourth of July. Happy America. Thank you. Freedom. And of Fuck course, yeah. we can't forget. Our favorite scooterist. It's Bagel. Howdy ho, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do drugs. Well, or do. <laughs> Some drugs are okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to get real quick. Uh, to one topic before we get into the stump stand because somebody here got a new to them bike. I did. 
Who is that? I don't know. Maybe it's me. It's you. Hey, John, what did you get? I got a uh, 2005 DRZ 400. With wow. four wheels. <clears throat> yeah, with four wheels. So it's a four-wheel drive. It's got a steering wheel. <laughs> it comes with a steering wheel. Yeah, so it's got the, both the the supermoto and the um, and the dirt tires. So cool. Emma graciously helped uh, sort it out today. And, so uh, yeah. what did it need? It needed a carb clean. Basically, it's been sitting for about a year <clears throat> with California gas in it. Right, but it's not mm. quite right yet. We're not quite there. It's so, not. Yeah, and you didn't get to report to Emma. So now's no. your chance. Report to Emma. Let's see if she can diagnose it. So it's it. it is uh it's dying. Off. It's not coming on idle. So basically, let off the throttle. It'll just die out. Yeah, and that's a very very common problem with the FCRs because the idle um the volume screw. Mm-hmm. is up underneath. It's kind of right in the middle of the float bowl at the front. It's impossible to get to because the bloody electric starts in the way. And so the cure, and I will show you mm. what to buy, you can get a remote, you can get a remote idle mixture screw for them. And it's kind of, it's the weirdest thing. It's kind of like a flexible cable. Yeah, like a little flexy thing that comes out. Oh, yeah. And you can actually in. adjust the, the, the mixture on the fly, as it were. Is mm. it slotted? Because I have that weird right angle. No, it's right a thumb angle. wheel. It's a thumb wheel. Oh, okay. So does that mean you got to pull the carb again? No, you, we should be able to do it in situ. But, no. yeah, you might have to. Sorry. Bummer. It's a 2005. You'll get used to it. Well, <laughs> yeah. also, Doug wrote it, and he <laughs> had an opinion. Yeah, he said it, it seemed like it was running too lean. It needed to be fattened up on the low end. Mm-hmm. So how long has this bike not been ridden? At least a year, maybe maybe as much as two. Mm. But it was ridden pretty regularly before that. So you're not going to have it ready to go by tomorrow morning when we go dirt biking. I didn't even know we were going dirt biking no, tomorrow. I was going to so. tell you now. <laughs> hey, John, we're going dirt biking tomorrow oh, morning. Oh, great. <laughs> and, you know, I would suggest um, that you could kind of – slug it and give it a try dirt biking but the problem is you'd have to cho- change the wheels as well yeah i'm not gonna take you, you don't want to go dirt biking on 17 inch wheels liza yeah, that's the truth what well yeah so so yeah so you um well you got to get that ready but zach gets to go dirt biking tomorrow First time being dirt biking too. Oh, yeah, fun. thanks to oh, Jim who brought over the TTR. Oh no, good good Sweet. needs to be ridden. It'll be a lot of fun. So you guys going Appreciate to Hollister it, or where? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna yeah, disappear Hollister. from the sort of family reunion um, for a morning. And it's like usually you, quiet. Yeah, you don't break easily, do you? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I only good. broke my thumb, so okay. we should be good. Okay, good. Oh yeah, you'll He fine. look he looks quite a durable young man. We'll get it on we'll get it on video, don't worry. Yeah. I think I can we can throw them around pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Get a GoPro on the helmet, maybe. And it should be really quiet there tomorrow. Yeah. Like well, really we always say every year, mm. we say, oh, don't go 4th of July. It's going to be crowded. And we go, and it's not. Yeah. Well, it's only green sticker now, too. So it's it's amazing what a difference that makes Yeah. when it's green sticker. But. Yeah. And so, uh, Zach, just so you know, uh, where we're going is actually a very large park much like a um, ski resort with all these all different right. runs, and it's a whole mountain range full of runs. Very excited. It is, and there's a lot of cliffs you can fall off. Might have to look out for those, but <laughs> I think we'll be good. Yeah, it will be good. Oh, we're starting to get people. Hey, David, how you doing? I, I, know, I got you on mute right now because you're in the car, and it was making some feedback because you're listening to the speakers. Will you uh, be getting to your destination soon? 
You're just going to have to gesture. Yes. He said yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get some more people. Um, and John, I want to say you have a cough, but you are, you're getting better and it's not COVID. No, it's definitely not COVID after four COVID tests. <laughs> I actually, funnily enough, I didn't hear you cough at all today, John. Yeah, he I just was. coughed into the mic. So no, I, say, when I, you cough, cough away I, from the mic. I, I heard you make a couple of body coughs. Oh, I what? did some of those too. Yeah. Yes. But what? <laughs> you never heard the body cough? What? No, what is that? It's a cough that comes out of his bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, no, Jim, I'll ask you to be my, uh, sh- should I tell my my story from yesterday or not? The, the cake fart one or the other one? The other one. Yeah, you should. It's a pretty good story. I should tell the it's story? A, it's actually a great story. I'm not, it, would you just hang and, on? And, and wait, 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 wait. Podcast is history. Look, the box is enough. gone. You actually took Craig out of the cardboard <laughs> box. Yeah, the box is gone. I'm, a, I'm actually... I hate to sound the voice of caution, but I think, think might I, be, oh, yeah. I think there might be some legal implications Because there's there. some laws broken? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you may want to... Well, now it's too late. You know, just say it, and if the worst happens, we'll bail you out. I, I'll just give, the, I'll give the, short, the short version of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, here on The Mantle, we have the ashes of Bosley, who was a big part of the podcast. And used, uh, used to have sitting next to the ashes of my dad, who died last year. Um, and your dad and Bosley spent a lot of time mm-hmm. together. But instead, we did a memorial train ride. That was his favorite thing to do. And I handed out baggies of his ashes to people on the train ride. And it's a beautiful train ride. And asked them to well, discreetly release them alongside the tracks. And Well, uh, hang on. You should explain that this isn't an Amtrak train ride. This is um, historic big, redwood. It's big trees. It's um, a compound locomotive that goes up in the mountains. It was an old logging railroad mm-hmm. track. And now, of course, the logging's long gone. Mm-hmm. It's a tourist train, and we are it's in an beautiful. open car that you know just comes to the back of the, the bench seats and the benches along the side. And uh, so, yeah, ask people to discreetly dump them over the side. Some people weren't as discreet, and some people happened to choose a moment when there was a gust of wind. Yeah. So let's just say there were some oh. people who got a face full <laughs> oh, of, of my dad. Some I, of which were, some of which were not anyone from our party. Some of them that were in the car behind oh, us. Oh, there no. was some oh, man. some pissed off people. Yeah, there's a uh, guy that ended up with a tooth in his mouth. Or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was pretty funny, um, but the the end of the story is that i had prearranged on coming down that the train actually runs past our house but continues down the boardwalk where it boards and i'd asked the conductor if we could just stop at our house and let our family get off so everyone got off but i had to stay on the train to go down and retrieve my scooter that was down there that is awesome that they stopped the train for you they That's stopped the train cool. for the cool. for the miller party to yeah. to deboard <laughs> and then as they left and everyone thought that all the scoff laws were gone. Now they started talking amongst themselves. And I <laughs> overheard somebody say, is that the people that was throwing something over the side? No. Did they get kicked off the train? <laughs> Did you tell them it was just a gender reveal? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love oh how God. one of the party guests, an older woman who, when confronted by an angry guest who got my dad in her hair, <laughs> I say, what exactly was that that you threw over? I need to know. She said, sand. And just was so proud of that. 
Yes. She held her ground. So well anyway. Done. Well done. Yeah, that was a oh nice trip. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great tribute to Craig, too. I thought that was really cool. You guys did that. Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, Zach, your mom probably got the most of it on her. It was my mom that threw it over the edge. She, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. What was her reaction when she chucked it? What was her reaction? Well, at first, she didn't even realize like what happened. I just turned around, and I see everybody getting crop dusted. <laughs> And I look back and I'm just, I'm at that point laughing with tears in my eyes. Everybody else looks back and they just see this giant cloud of gray ash. That's awesome. There's this one lady. She kind of threw it up in the air. That's right. Yeah, like when she was putting it over the edge, she had the bag open already. And so some of it got on the railing and like on her shoulder and her hair. It just covered her hair and her shoulder. It sounds like a bad cocaine movie or something. It was. It was terrible. There was a lady like wafting the air and coughing too. (laughs) Oh Oh, no. It was just. An amazing sight to see all around. And were these were these part of the uh, the the group, or were these just random? Those people were just from, the random from people from behind us. <laughs> yeah. oh, this will be part of Miller lore for the rest of your lives. My God, yeah. that was yeah. great memory to have. I loved it. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that's that's what kind of scoff laws we are. But uh, what a great time! So John, congratulations on getting a DRZ now. Yeah. You just have written it a little bit, not a lot. Let me ask you this. Do you think that you this would have been a better bike to have over in Pakistan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> better oh, yeah. than the, 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 the oh. CB150F? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about the CB150F. That's what everyone's riding over there. Um, Emma, I don't know. I, I was trying to find out how many other countries have a license from a big Japanese dealer, but not a it's not a Japanese bike. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like well, they and it, that's what makes it unusual. Um, Honda have plants all over the world. Um, most of Hondas ridden in the Benelux countries are actually made in Belgium. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. But the Atlas is almost like an autonomous brand. I mean, I, I'm looking well, at an atlas, and I'm looking for familiarity with some models, and there is none. I think it's its own thing. So, yeah, Atlas uh, is a Pakistani company, and then they license Honda, so it's Atlas Honda. And some of the smaller bikes that they make, like the CG70, yes. or CD70, or the CG125. Cash I think, deposit. Yeah, those are those are common in other places. I mean, it's the 70cc. Yes, you know that that we're used to the Honda, right? And the CG one two five is a very durable little engine because, of course, it's pushrod. It's yeah. not an overhead cam engine, so that Honda got a lot of mileage out of those CGs. Yeah, so those are all over the place: seventies, nineties, one hundreds, one twenty fives. But then uh, a few years ago, they Atlas Honda designed the CB one fifty F, which is unique to them. Right, it's not a bike you find elsewhere in the world. However, the styling is somewhat similar to, like, the CB500F that is right, that right, evidence right. across the street. Um, so you didn't you didn't like that, John? Oh, no, I loved it. I mean, I did. But, I mean, you asked me if I would rather ride a DRZ, of course. But that little bike, that's the toughest little bastard in the world right there, that thing. Because we, I mean, we put that thing through everything, and it kept coming. Yeah, and just to clarify, this is a street bike with street tires. Yeah. This is wow. not an adventure bike. It's not got mm-hmm. beefed up suspension or anything. But we do things to it. Yeah. And it, it becomes a race bike. It becomes a dirt bike. It becomes mm-hmm. a touring bike. becomes a mountain climbing bike. Yeah. <laughs> so let me see. Uh, David, I'm going to un- unmute you. Um, 
I think you have to hit that. So, David, what was your take on the CB150F? It, um, <clears throat> being a stout rider, it uh, definitely probably went to maximum um, impact on the uh, shocks and the mm-hmm. entire system. Um, it, other than the uh, high altitude issues that we knew about mm-hmm. ahead of time, going through some of the passes, uh, it, it was rock solid. And it basically was something you're going to start it up the next day and it's going to start. You're going to abuse it all day, put it away wet. It's going to start the next day. But no, it handled everything. It really did. The other thing is amazing, too. And we don't, we don't think of riding a 150 and like passing cars on the highway. But you do that. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you run into cars. <laughs> uh, yeah. John, we're saving that. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, we're going to roast you. But that's why I want to talk a bit about the bike first. Um, and it is... It is, it is it's a full size. I mean, full yeah. size ish. How did it fit you, John? Cause it was fine. I, I, you know, the only thing I would do different to that bike is I wish it had like some kind of a dual sport tire for the amount of, um, dirt riding we did. And the, and some shocks would be great. If you did those two things, it'd be the perfect bike for Pakistan. It looks like a little Nighthawk. Like it a does look like that. But a Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you can look up the Atlas Honda. Let's see. Oh, we got another one joining us. Um, so and don't they make a gazillion of those a month or something crazy? They make like a million a year. Yeah, but all the all wow. of the different bikes. Um, let's see. I'm going to check with Moyne, make sure he's yeah, joining us. Him. It is six in the morning for him, and I was talking to him a few hours ago, so <laughs> <laughs> he may not be up. Hey, Aaron, thanks for joining us. Hey. Hey, so we were just talking about the the CB150F and what a great little bike it is. Aaron, what did you think of it? So I thought it was actually pretty fun. Um, it kind of sucked when we got up in elevation, but otherwise it was um, it was a good time. Yeah. So, John, here's why I asked if you thought you'd rather be on the DRZ. If you were going faster on any of the roads you're on, would you mm-hmm. still be alive right now? I don't know, guys. What do you think? <laughs> no. No. no, we actually we we spoke with uh, Fahad um, about that a little bit uh, last night before we uh, headed out from Pakistan, and it was like if we had a stronger bike or a faster bike, would you then multiply the number of opportunities you had to get into a bad situation? Mm-hmm. And I think probably. Um, I think I know that there would have been some in town passes I would have made much more easily, but I also think I would have gotten too comfortable with the, uh, with the dangerous situations. Yeah. And that's what I've found. And I've uh, ridden with people on bigger bikes there and power isn't your friend there. Mm. It really isn't. Um, Having the smaller bike prevents you from doing stupid stuff. Yeah. I would have done a lot more stupid stuff (laughs) on a DRZ for sure. Yeah. So for, since this is your first time, John, can you describe the road conditions that you encountered? It was extremely varied. So it went from it went from just amazing asphalt, I mean anything you'd find here, to Jeep trails with baby heads and, you know, just ruts and water crossings and all the adventure stuff that you kind of think about when you think about adventure riding. And then there was insane, insane city driving, you know, with with uh just cars everywhere and, and without any same seeming sense of lanes anywhere. And, and then there's, yep. you know, then there's just potholed roads 
And and one set of roads was like super slick first day. Every, I think a lot of people went down that day. Just polished smooth. Yeah, it from was like traffic. It was like riding on marbles. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was like every type of riding that you could want to do. And that's why I say having a bigger bike, you just there's more opportunities to get into trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we, one of the guys found a. Uh, Bless you. He did a. Uh, he's you. a mathematician, so he he did. The probability of crashing was, if you guys remember what it was, it was it was like point seven. Point seven times greater the closer you got to Moyne. Yeah, I think right. point seven. <laughs> <laughs> so Moyne's, Moyne is connecting right now. He's coming in, so he can't defend himself yet. <laughs> but um, just to say, Moyne uh, rides in the front. Everyone follows him. And Moyne is an extremely talented rider. He's amazing. And he's also very yep. knowledgeable and experienced sure. on these roads. So he tends to ride... Faster than maybe some people should. He was definitely the rabbit, and we were the dogs chasing him for sure. Now, yeah. um, I, I gotta call. I gotta call you out, John, because I, I and I told all y'all. I've told all y'all. Don't take the bait. Don't follow Moyne. You're in a, strangers in a strange land on strange bikes. Pace yourself, John. What did you say when you got back? And I said, I told you to take it easy. I said. I don't remember. You said, but we're dudes. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> so I, I knew I wasn't going to keep up a more, but I wanted to beat all these guys. <laughs> so, Yeah. And I heard you kept asking how I did on the on each road, too. Oh, we did. Did I see yes. this? How did yeah. she do? How did the other girls? And my goal was to go deal? somewhere that Liza has not been. Are they better riders than us? <laughs> yeah, we did, yes. You have to remember, though, when I take the chick stand, I take like some like very like re- renowned, famous motorcyclists. You guys, just a bunch of guys, nothing personal, but, you know. Well, I think one interesting parallel, because you talk, because you're like the veteran now. You've been doing it a bunch, but I can remember the first time you made the trip over, and it was still a bit of a mystery to you. So I'm sure John had a lot of the same kind of like eye-opening, like demystifying it, right? Because you both had wonderful experiences there. So let's ask, uh, let's, David, let's get your take. What did you think of the the traffic through Abbottabad? Okay, so I actually, um, Abbottabad was was intense, yeah. but I I made a twenty minute video. Yes, um, you did. From my perspective, uh, making that ride, and it was it was like the most. It's like somebody combined a whole bunch of Frogger machines and <laughs> yeah. said, "Just go ahead." Oh, That's exactly okay. right. Awesome. Let's throw a few more things at them, oh, and this time have two of the ladies walking across just stop in the middle of the road <laughs> and then get into a cab. But it was, it was wild because there are two lanes and that was a divided road. So two lanes going in, in the which same we direction. Had, yes. Mm-hmm. We're all going the same direction, three cars wide in those two lanes. And then motorcycles. At one point we found, let's just take whatever might be a sidewalk. <laughs> and we're going to make that a bi-directional motorcycle lane oh, with pedestrian. <laughs> and <laughs> It was awesome. I only, I think I, I hit two cars during that. But the next thing is, we're all going in the same Do you direction. Get points for that? You said it like, like you, you win the game. <laughs> well, I think uh, that's because um, I wasn't injured. The cars weren't hurt because we're all going in the same direction, and everybody has this weird um, little bubble of safety that they have around themselves. It's like uh, that's the the space for Allah to be and everything's okay um you bump off of people they're like eh, whatever keep going but it uh man yeah that traffic was awesome by the end of it i was in that flow mode you know when everything is just natural yeah. kind of like when you ride dirt and you're really comfy and it just starts to flow 
It is. Uh, you want to, um, uh, Aaron? You want to share some of the obstacles that you find on this two-lane road? Because you got motorcycles yeah. coming at you, pedestrians. What else did you encounter? Uh, it's definitely a lot of pedestrians. Uh, when you take some of those sidewalks or lack thereof, like there's there's anything and everything over there too. It's not a sidewalk. So it's used- a dirt strip. Yeah, it more accurately defined as a dirt strip, sure. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of stuff there. There's um, the ravines that are on some of the roads too. Yeah. So sometimes you can't use the sides of the roads because you'll just fall into like a two foot hole <laughs> or the uh, abyss. Yeah. yeah, for that. Yeah, and you get rickshaws and every now and Camels. then livestock. Yeah, yep. just yeah. livestock. And, and on the highway, even uh, one of the highways we were on, we realized that the uh, middle barrier. Yeah, had the K rail stuff. It it had gaps in it, and cows would just come yeah. through the gaps while we're while we're riding. And a you know cow, and yep. I don't know how many points a cow is, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, camels. I've talked about it. Yeah, so you can eat it at the end. This is, is one more. of my favorites. Murray Road is a lot like Highway 17. Mm. It's, it's a mm-hmm. twisty yeah. mountain road. You get mm-hmm. a lot of good speed, and then add cows. Oh gosh, <laughs> and sometimes goat herds. <laughs> yes. And monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Monkeys? So, monkeys. Oh, yeah. Get monkeys. Out. Yep. I didn't know that. That's a trip, for man. Real. Yeah. Driving past monkeys looking at you. Oh, are, are they are they like poo flinging monkeys? They're, they're mean little fuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is in Pakistan. There's monkeys. There's yes. Pakistani monkeys, yes. Poo flinging, apparently. Yeah. On the side of the road. Just everywhere. Well, not everywhere. Not everywhere. I think the poo the flinging is a British influence. Up in the mountains. Certain oh, well, that's how we deal with our enemies. <laughs> okay, hold on. We have been joined Uh-oh. by world-famous oh, Moin Khan. The motocross champion of bah, Pakistan. Bah, bah. Moin, how are hey, you? Hey, hey. Hey, good, so good, good. did you hey, wake up Moin. for this or have you not gone to bed yet? I haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> 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 Dedication. <laughs> Thank you. So, Moyne, just to recap, we have talked a little bit about the CB150F and what a great bike it is and how people, the, the death rate would, would go up if they were riding anything bigger or faster. And then we talked a bit about uh, all the obstacles you're, you face in the Abbottabad traffic and, and the livestock on Murray Road. So now we're caught up. Uh, so now that we got everyone here, we can get kind of a synopsis. John, overall, though, how was your trip to Pakistan? Uh, it is indescribable. I mean, really, it's the 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 mountains are. I mean, they're just they're sacred. That's just the best word for it. It's hard to describe yeah. the scale. <clears throat> Twenty five thousand foot mountains surrounding you. It's just clear blue skies. It, it's it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. The roads were um, the roads were fun. I mean, you know, there was a lot of challenges. Like the section through the, the through the plains. Is it uh, Desai Plains? Desai. Desai was that was probably one of my favorite tracks through the whole time. We we're at a high plains. I think it's around nine ten thousand feet, and uh, it's just it's just glorious. You're riding by yaks, and you got mountains surrounding the valley. It's just it's an incredible. But above and beyond everything else. The people, the people are just precious and, mm-hmm. and they're welcoming and they're honoring. And it's, it was just, uh, it, it was healing to the soul to just be there with, um, with the Pakistani people. It, it changed me forever. I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. Uh, David, how about you? What was your overall synopsis? What are you telling people like your elevator pitch? Um, basically, and I've had the opportunity to do this several times now uh, with people is to go 
yes, um, culture, food, people, those are the things that are the takeaways that you might not expect, especially to a Westerner uh, when you sign up to go on a motorcycle tour. Most people are like, all right, I'm going on this to ride a motorcycle. Yes. In a different country. Yes. Um, but you're actually coming away with much more than a motorcycle tour. This is a cultural expansion for me. It was, mm-hmm. um, but also it was, um, the ancillary fact that I got to be up close and personal with people who spoke a little bit of my language, spoke mostly Urdu and were still just like all out into what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I know we had at least one, one uh, Pakistani magnet or a selfie magnet, you might call it. Um, anytime <laughs> we would stop, there were tons of crowds around him. Um, and I'm not sure why, but there's something uh, about it that actually brings you down and makes you go, you know what? All these people are awesome. And one of the things I tell whenever we talk about disparity, especially in the West, is that I saw kids that were as happy as any kid could be. Mm-hmm. And they were playing and having fun. And Moyne even took some of them on in a race with a tire <laughs> and a stick. Um, it's it, it changed me in a way that is going to be interesting to see how I can apply it in my everyday life. But it is significant. Yeah. And so, Aaron, for you, what was one of the highlights? What was most memorable moments for you? So, I I mean, the views were absolutely incredible. And that was super memorable to me. I really did love uh, the other side planes. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was really fun hitting those Jeep trails. Um, But really, Shimshaw, because that scared the shit out. (laughs) <laughs> so, so let's let's, let's get into terrifying. this let's talk about shimshaw because yeah. this is it's a fairly new road moin it's only a few years old right yeah that they I mean, carved it, out the side of the mountain yeah, yeah. they uh, they fix the road every day every two three days there's a huge landslide and they make it make the road around it i mean there is no road um, right. <laughs> I, I and i don't wow. think there will be any road over there ever it's a very, very uh, extremely uh, landslide-prone area. So, uh, yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to it, and I have not done it yet. So you, you got that on me, John. Um, it is what I think many people would describe as a death road. In that, it's. I mean, it's it's basically on the edge of a cliff, and there's no barrier. Right. Um, and yeah, you can run into landslides and, and anything. Um, but to me, that is just a great adventure and I'm looking forward to it. But there's a lot of people who are intimidated by that. Um, so Aaron, you said that was one of your highlights. What uh, Describe that the Shimshaw Valley Road. So it's, uh, so it's basically um, cliff sides to class five uh, rapids. So if you go down, you and you surprise, you surprise that, then you get to enjoy the rapids. Um, so there's a lot of that, but it does go down in elevation too. Um, so you can have a little bit more time to look at what's around you and not be too terrified. Um, but the terrain goes from you know a lot of gravel to some pretty thick sand um, and just everything in between. It's just it's wild. Yeah. So basically, this is above like above tree lines, mine. There's there's no tree. There's trees. There's no vegetation. There's no bushes. This is rock, gravel, no. sand, carved out of the side yeah. of a giant rock, gravel, sand mountain. 
Yeah, which is why yeah. there's so many landslides. So was it challenging? How did how did Aaron did you were you prepared to ride a road like that? So I think I had probably the least amount of off road experience <laughs> than everybody else. So I took a I took a dirt club course. That was one of the things I think you guys had recommended uh, to do. So that was my experience coming into this. Yeah. So I had actually zero off road miles before this, just off street. Mm. Um, so I don't think that I was prepared. Um, but that I don't know what we did. Probably like twenty four hundred kilometers. Probably the most instructional, um, you know, experiential miles that I've ever ridden on. Yeah. Moyne, this is how many hours on this road? And it's not all cliff. There are other no. terrains. How many? Is this like a five-hour trip? I don't think it's that long. Uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> I think we did it in like in about three hours. Three from, hours. Pasu, from Pasu to Shimshal, about three hours. We also had a little tea break <laughs> in the middle. The tea was really bad. and was there some uh, big water crossings that you guys did yeah there was a number of water crossings how how was that it was uh it was tricky it was tricky did anyone get wet oh i got wet oh (laughs) did you did you fall over no i yeah sort of (laughs) (laughs) okay define sort of well it was super it was super slow speed and uh, my front my front i was in the water my front wheel got just got stuck in a rut and I just sort of tipped. That would be falling over. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, okay. I'll so, take it. So you got wet. I got. I got wet. Yeah. <laughs> and did you guys laugh at him? Moin did. Always. <laughs> oh, good. I Moin was the only one to see him. <laughs> nice. I, I have that. I have that video, and it is proof. Uh, he didn't fully crash. I was kind of bummed. I wanted uh, somebody <laughs> to really like go swimming. You know. <laughs> So, John, did you find that challenging? Because you've been dirt riding Hollister and all that. I always say that the hills, riding the Hollister trails is a perfect primer for riding in Pakistan. How did that? You know, I think there's like fun challenging and scary challenging. This was more like fun challenging for for me. Um, And the only issue is, I mean, Aaron's right. You know, you've got to make sure that your eyes are on the road. Because if you start to look at the cliff, you're going to target fixate and go flying off that thing. So I Mm -hmm. always tell myself, like, look, look at the road, look at the road, look at the road. And then the water crossings are always tricky because you just don't know what's underneath the water sometimes. So, yeah. Um, but you know, it was, it was great. I mean, they had suspension bridges; they were fun to run across. It was that was a yeah. I, I would do that again all day. So, David, for you, what would you say was the point that maybe d- the biggest risk, or did you ever get to a point where you kind of struggled, or you know? Well, I am a an older rider. Um, even though I have some advantages and that I'm much taller than John. So, it, but that's not an advantage because it's just farther to fall to the ground. Um, <laughs> but I, I also am one of those people. I, I have my, um, my risk ladder, risk assessment ladder. Mm-hmm, yeah. And because of that, I know that I've had uh, crashes in sand that have ended a trip for me. Um, so I was more cautious than others, but I, conquered sand and gravel and water on this trip but whenever it came to the day through the national park with the jeep trails mm-hmm. and then it came to uh shimshaw uh i decided to take the um, i don't know if i'm going to call it the safer uh route but i actually rode in a support vehicle oh, because okay. i knew that those it wasn't that it was beyond my abilities but i knew making that long 
trip, mm-hmm. it would be beyond my ability to maintain focus for that whole time right. without coming out, you know, just absolutely beat beat up by it, not by crashes necessarily, but just by the physical exertion. So it, um, it was a good experience for me. And it also, by the time we got to the end of it, I have more confidence in my riding ability than I've ever had. Uh, especially those little bikes are awesome. <laughs> just to take them off road was awesome. No. And, and that's, Oh, Emma, you're about to drink. A, I think that's an old coffee. No, it is. No, it's a okay. today's coffee. I want to make sure. All right. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, thank, thank you for looking after me. <laughs> I know. Um, that is something though um, that is smart. And and on my upcoming tour, I've been building up Chimshaw. It's gonna death road, yeah. and it's gonna be awesome. And some of the girls are like, I don't know if I want to do it. You should start calling. Just call it near death. <laughs> don't call it death. Call it near death. <laughs> Challenging. Uh, so, David, I think it would be scarier in the Jeep because the road is about as wide as a Jeep. I I will confess, yeah, there was at least a a couple of 30-second portions where I just looked at the headrest in front of me on the truck because <laughs> I didn't want to look outside. <laughs> Benny was an amazing driver, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how he's so good, but holy crap, he's good. Um, but I still could not look because we were right at the edge, and being in a back seat where you can lean out the window and look. Um, if you imagine the cliff mm-hmm. and you're yeah. riding on the cliff and you think, oh, it's straight down. No, these are actually, some of them are kind of undercut. <laughs> Can't oh, yeah. Backwards. Over time, yeah, over yeah. time, it's actually shifted over a little bit toward the cliff side. But <laughs> we were inches on the mirror hitting the cliff on the <laughs> one side and then inches from the drop-off. And I found myself just going, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look. <laughs> Moyne, how many times have you done Shimshaw Road now? Is this your second, uh, third? I think third, yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. What do you think? How challenging is it now that you've done it a bunch of times? Should people be scared to do it? Mm-hmm. David, you're saying no. I, Go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh, I, I I think so. I think after yeah. seeing it, uh, remember the truck is as wide as the entire path, but the bike. Um, as long as you don't do, and I think yeah. Moyne talked about this, as long as you don't get too close to the cliff, the raised side next mm-hmm. to you, where your handlebar might hit it or something, uh, you're probably golden. Now, you might be on top of that center where the two ruts of uh, four-wheel vehicles have created a little mound in the middle, but I guess Aaron can speak to what it's like to go over to cross that. Um, but it, after doing it, I think it would be awesome to have ridden it, and I would definitely ride it if I had the chance mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I would definitely say ride it. Um, so I only got to do it on the way back because I wasn't feeling good on the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just did it once. But, um, you know, somebody with not a lot of off-road experience, I think it's something to, you know, it's it's humbling, and you should approach it, you know, kind of with that risk, risk assessment ladder that, that David talked about, you know, if you're super uncomfortable this doesn't feel like it's for you um you know don't do it but i think most people if you do it you're not going to be upset about it right you're going to love it i mean everybody who did it loved it you know nobody had negative things to say about it well and i want to talk about some of the other highlights you guys got to wait before we move on i want to say about the payoff oh the payoff at shimshaw valley it was you know you're you're coming through these rough these rough roads kind of very deserty looking and then you pop into this little verdant valley. First thing you see is like all these you know, these houses with you know uh, wildflowers just kind of you know out through the distance with 
25 thousand foot mountain peaks on the other side it is um it, it you know it just the payoff is incredible now and even for us so we showed up uh checked in with our host um had a, had a little lunch hung out uh, and, and i gotta say jimmy Kahn um and was with, with us also mm-hmm. so that evening nice that evening while the the full moon was coming up over shimshaw valley oh, you know wow. we've got you know jimmy playing yeah. music Incredible. and then you had local musicians show up also and they uh, and right. they started playing their music, and then some of our guys got up and started dancing with the local musicians, and it was just it was again one of those moments where you're like, this is a lifetime moment that's like a memory that you're always going to remember. It was so it was so precious, and so just awe inspiring to be there in the middle of all that with all that culture and the and the the beauty of the the moon and the mountains and it, it, incredible. John, did you cry? I shed a tear. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it was. It's just one of those moments in life that I'm going to remember forever. So there's uh, two great passes you guys got to go over, Babusar and Kunjarab. And these are some of these squirrely mm-hmm. roads that go up to tops of mountains. But you're on carbureted bikes. How was that going up, up those roads? It was uh, slow, is, is <laughs> yeah. what it was. <laughs> you know, the poor little bikes. I mean, they're doing the best they can, and especially carrying my fat ass over that mountain. So... But uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was slow and uh, tedious. Now, did you get any support from mechanics? Yeah, we work? had mechanics with us, but they didn't do anything to to help you at altitude. No, they didn't do anything. No, well, that's, I, that's I've weird. had conversations mm. with them, and they actually say it's best to leave it like it is. Because I've asked to wow. have the airbox worked on. They're like, nope, this is just leave it the way it is. They just riding faster isn't a priority there. Right, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. Making sure the bikes are operating right. That's what they do. Priority one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I did sense. not even rejetting. No. 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 But, but I did have an issue with mine in that again, I'm a big piece of payload, and the bike was doing everything it could. But at one point, I started paddling my feet, thinking yeah. that would help. <laughs> yeah. But when we got to the got to the top, and I forget which pass it was, um, uh, Papa actually came out and uh, removed the air filter. <laughs> right. To, uh, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> That, to, I've to asked them to do that before. I might insist this time. Yeah, you just have to yeah. remember to put it back in the next day. But here's the thing. Yeah. And and those little bikes, they'll get you up. Now you have to get down the other side. Right. Yeah. And now you're doing these switchback paved roads. Was Did you guys race down? Uh, a few of the guys. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> raced down, yes. Because <laughs> now you're carrying speed. We are. Yeah, and yeah. these hairpin yeah. turns on mm. a cliff, which mm-hmm. is pretty fun. And there were more than a few low sides. I'll I'll say on our trip. Ooh. Okay, so yeah. you brought it up. <laughs> How many accidents did you have on your trip? And you, hey, I wanted to thank you. You carried on the band aid ceremony. I did. Yeah. So, so every time somebody crashes, we would have a ceremony that night, and you put a band aid on your head, and it's just a it's a hash mark. And I always say, my, my saying is, you know, bad riders crash. Good riders crash and get back on. Right? They don't let that stop them. Right. I just want to say for the record that Moyne crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. let's just start with you, John. Yeah. How many crashes did you have? Well, it depends on how you count. Moyne, how many crashes did he have? Do <laughs> you include getting backed into? Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I wouldn't count that one. Right, Backing we, into getting T-boned, 
<laughs> so the T-bone was T-bone was a legitimate crash. So I was so, I was Wait, you T-boned a car? Well, this is this is what happened. <laughs> Let's go back. Tell us. So okay, give us. Yeah. it was um day 1 we okay. had crossed in we're headed into uh Nazar. Naran? Naran. Thank Niran. you. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a huge dam project there. So the, they're building oh, yeah. a massive dam, mm-hmm. and it's just it's kind of a, a shit show when you get around the dam. So it's a lot of dirt roads. Take a lot they of like over super the river. slick dirt, dirt roads snotty, yeah. that are muddy that yeah. dump trucks mm-hmm. are going on yep. and everything. Yeah. So oh, wow. I'm I'm cruising along. And there was a, a white car on my left, and one of those big huge Pakistani trucks that are all painted beautifully on yeah. the right. And there was probably about four foot to get in between, so I was kind of going in between. And as soon as I started in there. The car decided it was going to come to the right and uh, started to sandwich me. So my choices were either I hit the truck or I hit the car. So I'm thinking, I'm going to hit the car. So I ended up hitting the car in the back. And uh, the guy was, he was, he was happy to meet me, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) So how were you? How was the bike? The bike was fine. I was fine. The car was dented, but nobody was hurt. Did you dent the bike with you or the, dent the car with you or the bike? The bike. I don't so, know, John. I was behind you. I think it was you, bud. <laughs> I don't think so. It's, really? I, I don't, it might have been. I don't know. So, I mean, I I have a question, and I mean, it's, sure. it's known the world over. That, Please don't that, chastise me. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to chastise you, Thank John. You. I will. Um, but, you know, everybody knows the world over that the Pakistani drivers love their trucks. Right. Yeah. But I have this image of cars being this just rough-hewn shape of what cars used to be. No, this was a Corolla. Like a, but like a I mean, car. you know, because it's kind of a contact sport driving out there. Yeah. Are the cars generally in good condition or are they just completely destroyed everywhere you go? I will say I saw a lot more really nice cars than I expected to. Oh, really? Um, okay. I, I'll, I'll join in on this and say for the people who are of a certain class or status, they can afford a Prius, a Corolla, these modern cars. And these are people who may be touring up to the northern area, right. which is beautiful. Um, locals are driving like these mini, what do you call the minivans? Right, right. A, you know, those mini minis? Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Suzuki. They're about Suzuki four, four, four feet van. wide. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it, they, it, it really wasn't a comment on the affluence yeah. of the cars. It's just, we've talked a lot about crashing and, right. you know, contact sport. And you can only fix dents in cars so many times oh. before you say, oh, I'm done fixing this and I'm just going to let and it get you dented. You don't see many car accidents here. It's really? a, it's a, it, it, it's a pretty weird chaos that somehow has some sort of form to it. And everybody is uh, trying not to get their cars uh, scratched. Okay. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, what would you guys say? Uh, uh, well, I, I can, if I can interject, um, you know, my, my experience writing in Pakistan was that everyone knew how much room they needed around them, whether they were in a car or a bike or a pedestrian or whatever. And everyone just kept their distance and, right. and made sure that there was this little buffer around them. And, and everyone just, just kind of moved through, along through the road at their own pace, however they needed to go, and everyone got there. And, you know, it's, I, I liken it to, 
fish swimming in the sea where yes. everyone just just swims right alongside and just goes along yep. and and no one has to hit anyone you just you just keep mm-hmm. a little distance and you're good i can actually i yeah i can envision that you know many years ago i used to drive a 45 foot long bus around san francisco yeah. <laughs> and of course the tourists oh. were Big absolutely fish. were absolutely terrified by it um especially ones from europe and i said it's not as bad as you think because when you drive around San Francisco, there's actually a rhythm to the traffic. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm to it, and all you've mm-hmm. got to do is you've got to figure out the rhythm and go with yep. it, um, yep. and you're okay. And I, exactly. I always used to see, I always used to say to them, "I want you guys to think of this bus as being this giant Buddha of the road, and then everyone's <laughs> just kind of milling around us." And that's kind of how it was. But it was very, very rare that again in San Francisco with all that chaos that you rarely see a fender bender. Yeah, there, there's a rhythm and a flow. Yeah. And once you kind of get that, then it's a lot easier right. to navigate. But there's <clears throat> something else that you have to look out for that you can't always get. Cows? No. John, what else did you hit? I had a, du- I had a dude. <laughs> oh! <clears throat> oh no. was, was he happy to see you? He was very pleasant. Okay. <laughs> no, so what happened... What happened was, um, just cruising along, I forget where we were, uh, about, about, I think, or... That's usually where people are in or, the road. Or Naran, one, one, one of those. Yeah. So, and I'm just like cruising along happily, wasn't wasn't pushing it. Was, and, was this a rural area? No, this is in the city. It was in the city. And dude just steps off the, uh, off the, the, uh, the sidewalk and just walks right in, right in front of me. Without looking. Honestly, he was on a cell phone. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was able to emergency brake. So I didn't like totally kill him. And did, uh, did you knock him down? <clears throat> oh yeah, I knocked, I knocked me down too. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah. I did not know this. You when didn't know did this? This happened. This, ha- <laughs> this happened. The uh, remember the day we went to the day we went to McDonald's? It was that day. Oh, McDonald's is oh. up on Murray Road. Yeah. Oh wow! That one. Well, that, that was the same the, day, but we were. Jet, this was early that has in the day. The jet in front of it. No, yep. uh, I don't. Yes, yes. yes yeah, David yeah. says yes. Okay, so so you're you're lying in the road in a bloody heap. No, as he's he. <laughs> so I was able to slow down to like three miles an hour. So I was I, I got it down to like super, and I I, I laid it down. Okay, and, so it was just like and little, I just sort of boot. took his legs out from underneath him. Okay, so he hopped up. I hopped up. You okay? He goes, Yeah, I'm okay. And uh, then we just moved on. All right. So how many band aids are on your helmet now? Well. Uh, oh wait, there's more. We have we have to confess. What? You ran out of band-aids? No, on the second <laughs> day, on the second day, John is like, okay, Moin, here you go, the band-aids. You're gonna do the ceremony now. And then the ceremony never happened. Oh. Or rarely oh. ever happened. You know, part of it was, honestly, <laughs> it's uh some some of the guys were feeling bad about band-aids. So I decided. No, it's up not to you. For me, it's a point, think, it's a point of pride <clears> for me. No, no, no. But I think I think a bandaid is a Liza thing. It's not a Moin or a Stumpy thing. Yeah, I okay. And, okay. And I think Liza. Yeah, I was so fucking uncomfortable doing the second day when I tried. <laughs> yeah. And well, hold it on. Seemed like it, it seemed like a few guys were gonna beat me up, and I was like, okay, fine. I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, David, how many oh. crashes did you have? Because you already established. You're a mature rider who goes at your own pace. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, 
see, I was really proud of myself. See, there's the a story band-aid. again. <laughs> band-aid. Yeah, there's a story and you're a great prompter. So, um, yeah, after the band, I was like, I haven't gone down. I haven't gone down. That's awesome. And then in one day I went down three times. Ooh. I, <laughs> I had a zero mile per hour, um, falling out of a water canal that I had put my front tire into and thought I could just oh. ride over the edge of it, but it was made of rock. And so rock said, no, you can't. And I just <laughs> fell over. And then a faster one where I had to choose between driving into a bunch of uh, a mound of baby heads or turning into one of my fellow riders. I chose the baby, baby heads. heads are small rocks. If people don't know yeah. what that is. <clears throat> Not oh, yeah, real no, baby heads. Baby heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doll head, maybe doll heads better. Um, and then the third one, I, I went down in sand going up a hill where to keep my speed up, um, I found myself all of a sudden behind cars that were stopped. And I tried to keep my speed up by going around. And all I did was bounce off of one and end up. I, I All I can say is it, it was it was a front end hitting of a vehicle. And then I opened my eyes and I'm looking at the side of my engine and I was under the bumper of the vehicle. And I will say, though, even though band-aids weren't a thing at that moment that was another moment for me that is defining because at least six men were out of their vehicles helping to pull me out had the bike off to the side of the road already sitting up and had me up and i thanked each one of these one of these people as though they were my my guardian angels they were people who didn't know me had no reason other than maybe to get this guy out of the way so we can drive, but they (laughs) stayed with me. They took the time and that was pretty awesome. So, um, no injuries, uh, that came out of all this other than, you know, maybe some bumps and a little rash through my mesh, but, um, it was, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have any, uh, really exciting get-offs i kind of wish i had a story other than the story oh, no, that's pretty pretty good you ended up under that's a car one. yeah no, that's yeah. pretty scary did yeah you, that's the weird part john did you mention that one of your fellow riders you rode around the corner and found him face yes. down in the dirt <clears throat> yeah this was scary so we were in, in the planes and uh Ooh. so moine was going first and then uh this gentleman was going next and then i think i was third or fourth behind them and <clears throat> so when I came across, it was there was basically an uphill with a with a I think a left or a right mm-hmm. on the top of it. And this is uh, dirt left. gravel. It's all dirt, yeah. Yep. And uh, so when I came across up on top, I saw him face down in the dirt, motorcycle next to him, not moving, and I'm like, oh crap! That's that's it's never a, how you want to see a fellow rider. No, no. So no. he, uh, the best that we could tell, I think we all tried to reconstruct what happened, but I think he came over the top of that hill. He, he was one of the better riders, so I think he was riding a little fast trying to keep up with Moyne. And uh, and he must have hit a baby head or a rock or something and, and went down. He, and he low-sided, but he face-planted. And uh, it was I thought, we're going to have to get a Pakistani helicopter out here to get this guy out of here. So, But finally, one of the guys there was an EMT, so he um, he showed up and we turned him over and he came to and ended up having a concussion and we took him to the hospital later that day. Mm. Was yeah. this, uh, Moyne, was this from Scardew going up to DSI before you get on the, the flat area? Because you're going up that road, um, and it's it's a bit squirrely, and some switchbacks. This was Jeep trails, I thought. Uh, yeah. This was actually, we came to, we crossed their side from the Astor side. Oh, okay. And, came across and right. from Astor side, you remember the Schuster Lake on the yeah. right? Yeah. It was like, maybe like uh, 20 minutes past yeah. it. So, I, I don't know if I've told you this story, John, and Moyne, we'll see if you remember 
when we were riding on that road and uh, I had gotten, you had let me loose and I was way ahead of the group. And this was on my first trip when there was just four of us riders. Um, and I was so far ahead, I thought, oh, I should stop and, and wait for him to catch up. And we got to some of these switchbacks that are going down the hill. So I, I w- went down the switchback, down below, parked my bike, ran back up the hill, and th- kind of hung hung myself over the cliff's edge with my hand reaching up to the road like I crashed. Oh, jeez. And here, the next one comes along is Moyne. I reach my hand up like, help. And he just goes, hi, Liza, and keeps going. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang it. <laughs> I think he was already yeah. up to my tricks by that time. <laughs> he was watching, he set it all up. Yeah. I was being so. all dramatic, reaching up. <laughs> I know. And remember remember Noman's crash in the Osai? Oh yeah. So Noman crash That was a bad one. It wasn't even like a uh, scary places pretty much just you're just yeah. going up over the plains but he happened to crash and uh hit a rock of some kind that actually punctured his abdomen oh. i think his oh. jacket came up what? and it punctured oh, wow. his abdomen yeah. oh man uh so he's laying on the ground and he also snapped his front forks when he crashed oh, wow. yeah Ooh. uh but Jeez. fortunately in that group that was the first Chickistan trip we had a first responder a veterinarian and a cardiac surgeon oh wow who all yeah. assembled around them around him and took care of him and like you couldn't have a better crew to take care of you. So filling up the hole, uh, repairing the bike, and oh, s- spaying neutering. Well, he went into the truck. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he went into the truck after that. But I remember at one point them having to cut necrotic tissue and repack his wound. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, they took care it's of him. But, but it's a reminder that you can get hurt. So Aaron, please tell me you're the one who didn't crash at all. No, I was the first one to crash. Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. How many crashes did you have? So I had three crashes. Okay. Um, all in different types, all different types of crashes. So I was happy at least for that. So I wasn't like the same mistake each time. Um, I think so. I crashed the first day and I was trying to follow Moyne and then another guy who was too fast for me. So I was like, okay, I should probably not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one was switchback coming down, um, whatever that mountain is outside of Naran, Moin. Babusar. Yeah, Babusar. Yeah, <clears throat> So, and a testament to the people there. Uh, so it was a low speed, you know, this was a low side. Um, and then this guy was just walking up the hill, immediately comes over, helps me pick up the bike, and he just says, slow down. These, these roads are dangerous. <laughs> but like, it just everybody always tries to help you, you know, if you're anything happens, you know, they're, they're always helping. Um, and then the third one was the one that was probably the most painful. Um, mm. so this was like deeper sand and I made the, the cardinal mistake of letting off the throttle. So I lost the front end. It went left, then right. And then or rather right, then left, then right. And then when I let off the throttle it dug in and just threw me down. Um, so I had a pretty nasty bruise on my right leg for a while. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I got back on the bike, so it, it wasn't you know anything terrible. But um, one of the things that was great too is because there were so many experienced riders. Like after I you know if I would have a crash or if I didn't feel comfortable on a terrain, I would just ask the guys. I'd be like you know what are you guys doing? 
you know, the people yeah. that were staying up, the people who were that were riding really quick or just, you know, seemed like they really knew what they were doing and everybody was super helpful. Um, so that was another great kind of just a resource on the trip, you know, as a, you know, we had to support vehicles, but you know, there's just a wealth of knowledge and experience that you can tap into as well. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much each day, it seemed like uh, dinner was a debrief almost, but yeah, it was nothing but knowledge. And that's how I overcame my sand issue because of listening to everybody. And I was like, okay, well, here's sand. I can't get around it. So let's try it. And it's like, oh, this is fun. And and I yeah. I don't want to glorify too much crashing. Crashing is bad, but this is an adventure ride, and it is a challenging ride. And hopefully, everyone comes away better riders because yep. of it. Would you say you're a better rider now, John? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 1,500 miles of you know of, of varied terrain, so you really, you know. And the other thing to remember is we were on street bikes with street tires, so riding into dirt. So it, I I felt like I was really much more confident in dirt after after that yeah well now do you still think uh, on a bigger bike you'd be better off because a lot of these stories you guys are saying i'm like if you're on a bigger bike you would have been charging harder well the only benefit to a bigger bike is a little more um suspension yeah then that would have been that would have been great that could be so um we were talking about how beautiful it is there did any of you get to a point like i have where you're like, ah, oh, another mountain, another river, another valley. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's like it's overload. At how like how epic it is. I remember I you saying I that. You. Go ahead, Aaron. Sorry, I, I don't think I ever got to a point where I was like, oh, this is just another mountain. Like, oh, this is just another this, another that. It was just nonstop, just beautiful, all types of shit. Yeah, it was great. So, um. I'll, actually, I'll start with you, Aaron, because you just um, you were just speaking. Where's home for you? Where are you calling us from tonight? Uh, this is Philly. You're in Philly. Life-changing experience? I knew it. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Oh, you knew it? I didn't even say I, water. Right. I'm, 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 a, water. I'm, a Philly, I'm a Philly boy. I knew it right off All right. Uh, David. Yeah. Oh, let's tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> grew up in Winwood. What can I say? Right. So, uh, it's tight. It's awesome. I'm so, in uh, David, nice. where are you calling from? You're, so you're, I live in Atlanta, but right now, for Liza's benefit, I'm 20 minutes from Blood Mountain in <laughs> North Georgia. But, yeah, I'm an Atlanta person. Okay. Life-changing experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I see things differently now. John? Oh, yeah. I mean, and this was more than a, I mean, the writing was incredible. I, I love the writing, but the cultural engagement was, to me, was was key. And and especially because we got to do a few things. So we went to uh, a music school that Jimmy Kahn is working with in the Hunza Valley. Nice. And we, um, some of our listeners helped. Um, we raised uh, $1,200 for- Nice. Uh, nice. for um, for musical instruments, so we got to go there and see the kids. Um, it was just great, you know. And then and then the other special thing, and then Eliza's done this. Uh, we went to a, um, a rug weaving uh, women's co op and got to meet the women <clears throat> and see the rugs and see what they do. You know, the, she's in a uh, her house is or one of the houses there is an eight hundred year old place. You know, it's just uh, so it was great to see those kinds of things too and be part of that. We had a yak burger. I mean, where do you get to eat mm-hmm. yak right. burger? So Ooh, yeah. were, the, were the hunky yeah. brothers there? I was attracted to them. <laughs> they were good looking men right there. Good no no joke. <laughs> so Moin, dear Moin, you've you've kind of start you're devoting your life to this, to changing perceptions <clears throat> about 
what it is to be in Pakistan, aren't you? Uh, I think it's happening in the process. I'm just uh, you're just riding, riding the wave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I know. I mean, it's it's a, a different agenda. Is basically who you are, and I think that that sums you up perfectly. How does this make you feel, knowing that you have changed so many lives and so many perceptions mm-hmm. about your home? Um, I think it uh, it does uh, uh, it does feel amazing, but um, I I want to see uh, how in the seventies and eighties and nineties how the world used to come together in these mountains, mm-hmm. um, which we lost. Uh, uh, for for a few decades so it's slowly coming back this is the first year there are uh, 1400 climbers from all over the world are coming to pakistan this is the highest uh, uh, since uh, 2001 wow. um so uh, uh thing, things are changing and you know when you know you guys come and experience uh, the locals here the people the love um, you know, riding is what we like to do, but it, it's like Stumpy was also saying, it's about connecting with people, uh, just hanging out with them. And so it, it's a beautiful thing. I really enjoy it. Uh, uh, Moin, um, <laughs> I wish you would stop calling him Stumpy. We we call him we call him Hotshot around here. <laughs> I heard you gave me another name too we, last week too. We oh, really? Had a yes, of that's what I heard. There. Yeah, didn't you call him... Uh, Crash test dummy? Oh, CTD. CTD. <laughs> uh, so, hey, so, Thomas, yeah. I'm just curious. You're listening to all this. Are you intrigued? Are you interested? Do you want to go to Pakistan? No. I mean, <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase. Yes, I want to go to Pakistan. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Am I too close? No, to get closer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I do not want to ride... A bike there no way i mean what you what you all are describing is like i i can't imagine doing that but i think I'm, you could I'm do a, it i'm a novice but the traffic and you know the cliff the whatever the crazy yeah shimshaw <laughs> <laughs> and you know well now here's the challenge here's the challenge moin we are presented with thomas who is uh, a mature gentleman um, very, very nice man. Very, very nice man. Perhaps a little bit on the conservative side with his riding, and only been riding for eighteen months or two yeah, years. A little over two years. Two Could months. you navigate him safely through Pakistan? Um, Liza has met him. Uh, Liza remembers Suleiman. Yes. Um, I think he's a testament to uh, to um, uh, being able to ride uh, with with absolutely zero experience. He told me over email that he's been riding motorcycles. And when he got to Pakistan, he told me he had ridden a Vespa scooter 20 years ago <laughs> off his father's. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas, just, you know, we're about to start on our journey and he leans over to me and goes, so what is this lever here? He points oh at the clutch. God. What does oh, that do? Geez. No. And I'm like, oh crap. And I took yeah, five when- minutes to have him teach him what a clutch and how to shift was, and then we started the journey. Oh, okay, I could do that then. Wow. Well, no, I mean you can, you can do it and survive. The downside yeah. is that he rode so slow and he was afraid to get out of second gear anywhere. Oh, yeah. That oftentimes we would get to our hotel and our 
truck with all of our gear had to follow him and would be five hours behind. Oh. So I'd get to the hotel and have to wait in my boots and everything until the gear came. He was yeah. able to do it successfully, but it, did, it was a damper on everyone else, which yeah. is why, which brings us to, there is another part of the trip that you did that you didn't ride. You actually got to drive. Uh, if you're talking about Moyne's track. SA Gardens. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Moyne has the dream job. You you cannot imagine a better job. Moyne gets to create racetracks. All right? So uh, there's not a lot of motorsports in Pakistan. So he has a rich guy with land who gives him money and says, build me a track. So he built a motocross track, held a motocross race, and Boom. Now Moyne is a motocross champion of Pakistan. Woo-hoo. And then he said, awesome. I want a road track. Design a road track. Oh, wow. Moyne built a road track. Awesome. Now he's God a road God. track champion of Pakistan. No, they got they got they got uh, mid engine Hondas, they got oh, go karts, uh, they have drift competitions. Great. Oh, oh let's not stop there. Hey, let's get a rally truck and build a rally course. Moyne, are you Ooh. the rally champion now? Not at all. Not, Not at all. I just build that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moin gets to just build all these things and fill That's it great. with vehicles. So you guys got to go to SA Gardens. So what? What did? What did you get to drive? All right, see you, Jim. I'm gonna take off. Everybody, right, have a wonderful fourth. Yeah, nice to meet you. See you. See you tomorrow morning for dirt biking. Yeah, dirt biking. Yeah, I'll check in. So, SA Gardens. Yeah, so Aaron and I were a little bleary-eyed when we got there. We were the last ones to, to show up. We actually met in Heathrow. And then we're on the same plane over there. So by the time we got to there, we were, I, I don't know about you, but I was pretty, pretty wore out until I got in the car, yeah. of course. Um, so, you know, Moin throws us in these cars and it's this cool little, like bigger than a go track track, but not a full like racetrack. Moin, what are these cars? They're Hondas, <laughs> right? Um, I, I think Corollas. Oh, Corolla. Yeah, oh, the, uh, oh, okay. no, the, the one at the track are Honda 660. Do you know what um, that is, Emma? It's a mid-engine, right? Turbo? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, turbo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know those cars. Yeah, mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, not enough power to slide it so much, but uh, enough power to have fun. It's They're all manual. Yeah, uh, and very so, good weight distribution, so they handle yes. very well. Yeah. Good cornering. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And right yeah, so we, drive. So basically, we just showed up and we're like, Moyne's like, go for it. So we all just took time. <laughs> some race cars. Have yeah, fun. go have fun with those race cars. It was awesome. Yeah. But literally, the first time I'd ever been in a right side drive car. And so I'm like, all right. Um, oh, yeah, just go. Just go figure it out. <laughs> I'm hoping, it was a state for me. I'm hoping there were no, no crashes at the track. I don't think there were any crashes at the track. Well, so, somebody yeah. lost a rear wheel. Uh, <laughs> that was me. I lost a wheel. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> that, um, that would be an underpant filling moment. <laughs> I didn't notice for like a turn. Okay. <laughs> started waving at me. Yeah, then the next turn, it really got you. <laughs> yeah. This feels different. <laughs> and did you get to try the go-karts? No, he didn't let yeah. us do that. Go-karts are scary. Emma, you remember what held the, the track record at Laguna Seca for a long time? A go-kart. A go-kart. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, wow. G, the G-forces you can experience in a go-kart are just amazing. Oh, yeah. um, well, we, got to, we got to try the regular go-karts, but not the uh, road, road Not tags. the souped-up ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not the road mm-hmm. tags. 
Yeah, I mean the 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 souped up Rotex Rotex go karts are just nuts because you've got all these ridiculous amounts of power and your ass is about a quarter of an inch <laughs> off the track. That and, sounds like fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and no matter how much you try and flip or spin them, they just keep hanging on. They just stick. Yeah, yeah. they just stick. Nice. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the funnest thing I have on this track. I have a 125cc Rotex two-stroke. Oh. It's Ooh. a screamer. Yeah, it's crazy. Nice. It's too much grip, too fast. <laughs> wow. Man. So, so did that break you guys in that you got to like drive and, and experience the track? Yeah, I think it was a good it was a good entry into into the whole trip because then after that we went to the Hunza the, the border ceremony, the Waga border. Ceremony. Yeah, the Waga, and that was. Oh yeah. So. But who had the best time on the track? I don't think we actually kept times. Oh, so your competition hadn't started yet. No, we were still trying to feel <laughs> each other out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to do that. I'm going to go there. Moin, what are you building next there? I am uh, coming to California right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I'm off. I, I've uh, uh, taken a break. I was at the track today, but I was just uh, racing. Not, not, uh, but first thing, I'm back f- uh, from the States. Uh, I'm going to build a long course, uh, enduro course sort of thing. Um, so you need uh, a... I need, you need flat track. I need, I need some help with you, uh, okay. from you. Yeah, you yeah. need to do a flat track. Yeah. Because you could do speedway, you could do all that stuff on that. Just a nice oval, and uh, then I'd like to see ice racing. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a challenge in the horror. Uh, ice ice racing to- can be ice racing can be done at Atabad Lake in there January. Go. There you go. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> nice. So it's frozen. Do, does anyone here? Do you guys have any questions for them? Because uh, Zach, well, you're a new rider. Yeah, I've been riding for like. Two months, would, would, three months. How does this journey sound to you? Does this sound pretty crazy? Well, I'm not really good with heights, so the cliffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just don't man. look down. Let, yeah. let, me, let me tell you the trick with the cliffs. Moyne, I discovered this when we were doing like Kalash Road. Everyone's trying to hug the inside of the wall, and you get a lot yeah. of like potholes and dips. And I found the smoothest part of the road was right on the edge of the cliff because the <laughs> tire is above the tire track. And so everyone just thought I was crazy, but it's just smooth and kind of flat. You know what I'm talking about, Moyne, right? You just kind of ride right along that. It was the easiest and fastest. And everyone thought I was crazy. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not having to dodge or, you know, pivot around stuff. Just don't. Well, yeah, Just nobody's that down. crazy to get close to the edge. It's going to be real smooth for you. Moin knows what I'm talking about. No, it was just, so, yeah. It'd be a hard no for you. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I would still do it. I just might crap my pants, but right. mm-hmm. okay. everything's a new experience. <laughs> well, you'll do that afterward what, anyway. What about you, dear? Do you think it's something you might be interested in having a go at? Yeah, it, do you want to get into writing, listening to this? <laughs> I mean, definitely, yeah. Like, it's, that sounds really fun. Yeah, adventures. I, I just need a start first. Yes. Right. Well, well, we'll work on that. Yep. So, we'll get them there. Well, life is Do an it. adventure, darling. Life is an adventure. Oh, so, we, we, yeah. ha- we haven't covered everyone. Moin, how many crashes did you have? Oh. We had, I, uh, we had two. <laughs> We're going to call it two. <laughs> Which one was the second one? Remind me. You, and, and, it, was and, a, it was a big tip over is what it was. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Two crashes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and how did you crash? What happened? 
What, what, lo- I think you lost a front end on one. Uh, lost the front end on one, and this uh, second one, I the bike fell on me, and then somehow I I fell on the bike. Oh, <laughs> so, so that was like an accordion situation. <laughs> I was just joyfully laughing when it happened. So no, yeah. <laughs> John was right behind me, weren't you? I was. I was right behind you then. Yeah, yeah he was right behind me, parked. This is quite unusual behavior for you, Moin. Um, what led to this chain of events? A little too much testosterone, perhaps? I, th- I think so. <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to keep up with a couple of guys. I see. Uh, Jason was the troublemaker for me. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chuck, yeah. It wasn't Chuck. Chuck had to have been instigating Jason. So I, I will come to Moyne's defense, which will also be my defense. Uh, I have only crashed twice there. I've been three times. I uh, didn't crash the first trip or the last trip at all. Um, but the second trip, I crashed twice in one day. In fact, on that last day, we had seven crashes amongst the group. And mm-hmm. Moyne was one of them. And this is the thing. Emma, you It's not always about your control or making right. a mistake or anything. And it's not always about the condition you know, like hitting a pothole or a cow or something. Sometimes it's the unseen. And, right. and I believe this one crash, I was following Moyne. I, we had had crashes yeah, and we like, said, take it. We're going to take it easy. Well, you guys were racing, I heard. Uh, no, at this point, we weren't really racing. However, we had been in the heavy traffic and then we finally mm-hmm. got out of the traffic. And you tend to pick your speed up once you get out of traffic. Um, it was yeah. just, it was faster moving, but there was still, uh, a lot of cars. Um, but we weren't like hopped up or racing, but Moyne was in front of me and we're in a downhill sweeping left turn. And I saw yeah. Moyne just, shoo, just the bike just went shoo. out from under him and I went, Oh crap. Moyne went shoo, and then my wheels went out from under me. And <laughs> I think it might've been diesel in the road. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can't see in his, you right. know, slick as snot. So yeah. that is, uh, you know, there are things that we're not used to. Right. And yeah. both, you know, slid yeah. out. The second crash yeah. was 100% my fault in that we were on a mountain road and it was a tight right turn. And these roads are carved out of the mountain. And, and many times in these turns, and you experience this, there's literally like a water pipe and water coming out of mm-hmm. the mountain. And this is a place where people often gather to fill up their water. There's so much water flowing everywhere. So this pipe flows out, and then it tends to just kind of flow across the road. Yep. So I'm going into a turn. I went, oh, water. Oh, I don't trust it. And rather than trusting it and leaning the bike, I tried to put the brakes on and scrub speed off. Ooh. The real reel went out, and I just slid. And then I'm I'm not really stopping because it's water, and I see the mountains, just the edge, not not the cliff, but the wall, yeah, just coming at mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the bike hit it first, and then I hit the seat of the bike. I just slid mm-hmm. into it, and then I quickly lifted the bike up because nobody saw it, <laughs> and I kept going. But unfortunately, I think Olio was in front of me. She heard this. <laughs> and they're like what happened i'm like nothing nothing but my <laughs> leg was wet <laughs> i think that first day we must have had i don't know eight or nine guys go down 
That was a that was a rough day. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the thing that too. Was um, Jim Ackerman, one of the first people who did Moyne's tours, who came and this is how I got to know Moyne. One of the earliest uh, shows we did with him called Bumpy Roads and Broken Bones. First day of riding, and they're not even started the journey. They're just riding around town without gear or anything because they're just around town. And he came up behind like a rickshaw turned in front of him in traffic or something. And he just applied the front brake as we do with our bikes. Don't touch the front brake. <laughs> that went out from under him and he broke his collarbone. Ooh. So yep. he spent the entire trip in a truck with a broken collarbone because he did not want to miss the trip. Yeah. But it reminds you that, yeah, these tires, uh, these road conditions, you have to watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, or the metal metal bridges even metal bridges and oh I, yeah and i remember yeah. um when when we were coming back on the the trip when i was riding with olia and we got lost we got lost we missed the turn because we were so far ahead but you know this is one of the great things about pakistan i never felt like i'm screwed because i'm lost i'm like i can always ask anybody for anything you know and so our plan was let's just like uh pull over and like wait <laughs> sure enough moin sent out scouts who found us but i remember riding on the road and it's perfectly paved road like you find in our mountains here that we ride all the time pretty aggressively but it was slick and so we were riding dirt bike style so i don't know if you did that john mm-hmm. we were riding dirt bike style because those wheels were sliding around yep. a bit and i don't know what that is moin why is it slippery like that Sorry. The road, there's no maintenance. The roads are very slick. There's uh, ice and snow and then sun and it's just dirty roads. No maintenance, I think. It's just really slip, slippery, shiny. They just get polished, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I would, and, I would excessively bleed off speed upright before a turn because I was like, I'm not touching the brakes once I'm in the turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I want to... Um, we're running out of time. So I want to make sure I give everyone a chance. I want to go around. John, we'll start with you. I want this is your opportunity to share a story or talk about a highlight or give a thanks or something. Sure. A couple of things. <clears throat> um, I just, you know, I, we got to just thank Moyne and his team for uh, for the hospitality and the way that they, uh, they, t- they took care of us. There was one spot where I had a, a skin issue. I won't get into it on here because it's pretty nasty, but Aaron knows. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But you know, I we went. I went to the hospital. The doctor opened up the hospital, and then he diagnosed the issue. Drove us to the closed pharmacy. Opened up the pharmacy. Went back to the hotel with us and made sure I knew exactly what to take and how to take it. And that's just an example of of how wonderful um, just the people are there. But but Moyne's you know Moyne is gracious, uh, and uh, his wife is wonderful. And it was just a it was a trip of a lifetime. So I. I, you know, we're probably going to do more of these trips, I'm sure, in the future. Yeah, so. I was going to say. So we you, would love to have you others join us. Are you going to go back? I'm, I do want to go back. I don't All know right. if I could do it every year, but I do want to go back. <clears throat> Great. All right, Aaron, how about you? Um, so I have, I guess, two quick stories that I thought were really fun. Um, so there's these really kind of abrupt speed bumps in Pakistan. But what Moin taught us <laughs> is the trick to jump them. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. you just kind of load up the front suspension real quick beforehand. Um, and it was really fun to do that in front of groups of kids and watch pop, you know, big yep. ass wheelies on them, which was a great time. Um, and then 
the other story I wanted to share is definitely an oh shit moment. Um, <laughs> so I was coming around a, it was a right-hand turn and I, I had come in too hot. Um, kind of the line that I was given was on the outside part of the road. And I don't know if you had seen these, but occasionally there's these like, like grapefruit sized rocks and they were just piled up on the side of the road. Um, mm-hmm. And I just went through one of them and I'm like, I don't know if I'm just going to blast through this and just fall. Um, I didn't, I just rode up it and got like three feet of air, somehow managed to stay on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came to a stop afterwards, like two guys behind me, they were like, did you mean to do that? And I'm like, absolutely not. They're like, holy shit, that was some evil Knievel shit. <laughs> just were up in the air. And it was, it was crazy. But I do have to also, you know, like morning, you know, like to the, to the podcast. Well, I just, this was definitely life changing. And it's one of those things like, you know, I, I talk to people about this and um, they're like, I can say, I'm like, why? And I'm like, I just start showing them pictures and they're like, holy shit. Like, you know, just showing them everything there. I start talking about how great the people are and, you know, it just slowly changes people's minds. It's great. Thank you. And uh, let's see, do we do David? Sure. Um, well, I'm, it, I'll start with the obvious. Um, Moin. Moin is the, the thank you that I have to give. Um, not only without his influence would I have not made a trip like this, but also during this trip, he and his family and the crew, the support crew, they made everything easy, like anything that came up, there was a solution to it. There was never a moment where I felt like, oh shit, something isn't going to happen. No, uh, I don't know. I, when you are one of the best people I've met in my life and I just purely see that as who you are and I thank you for that. But um, I, I tag on a little bit with the uh the support crew i saw uh papa and his hammer and papa <laughs> and his hammer his toolbox is is his hammer i believe um <laughs> he has other tools but um seeing him pull out a hammer and then go and pick out the right rock um, <laughs> this was in the national park he like looked at several different rocks and he picked this one rock and it was like the rock and just dropped it um, and proceeded to straighten out uh, somebody's uh, brake, brake lever or their brake, brake um, pedal. Um, but I did get to keep a souvenir and that was my uh, front, uh, front brake lever um, <laughs> that had become curled all the way into a C and I'm gonna <laughs> mount that and put it on my mantle um, as, as a great memory of how well we were taken care of um, in spite of all that we uh had potential to under anybody else's supervision had potentially um had a, a trip ending situation um we were always taken care of but yeah thank you Moin. well and this might make thank all you. of you feel better because you know uh Moyne introduced you you to some pants filling moments mm-hmm. well um you know Moyne is coming out here uh meeting mm-hmm. me in ohio for ama vintage so, days so is aaron Aaron, you're coming? Well, Aaron, I have arranged yeah. a pants-filling moment for Moyne. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> we have a listener who is prepping his CR250 two-stroke dirt bike for Moyne, who I have entered into the motocross race. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he doesn't have to ride my DRZ anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Moyne, how do you feel about this? Are you ready? I am like shit scared of two strokes. You know this. 
I was hoping for even a 125, but it had to be a four-stroke. But uh, Liza's surprises are always like this. Uh, and then uh, John, thank you for the bike. He shared some uh, videos of the bike, and just the sound of it was uh, scaring me. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And Let's also, see how that goes. and also my uh, Benelli 135 with oh, knobbies right. that I said do all sorts of stupid stuff on it. Go ahead. So yeah, I'm gonna encourage mine to do bad, bad things at vintage days. Awesome. I'm bringing my helmet and boots. Yeah. <laughs> and if you see if you see anything that says not a ramp, go ahead, just, just, take just it. Send it. Yeah, send it. Not around for those who don't know, and this is a big shout out and thanks to Phil at Cleveland Moto and the gang there. In front of our campsite, uh, he he puts like a like a cinder block and a long long plank on top of it, and right spray paints not a ramp, and then just waits for kids to show up yep. who cannot resist. Yep. Kids and drunk drunk people mm-hmm. cannot yep. resist the not a ramp. And we just yep. encourage them to go faster and higher and further. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, it is it is a lot of fun. Well when you're gonna have a lot of fun out there. Um I, you know, I I'm glad that I'm gonna be able to share this, you know, vintage days with you. It's so much fun. But it it nowhere compares to the gift that you've given all of us. Right. And uh, not just for showing us, you know, the con- your country, Pakistan, is wonderful and beautiful, but how well you take care of us. So I really appreciate that. I hope you don't expect that same care back. I'm going to be like, here's a sandwich, and uh, see it, see you in a couple days. Hope you don't <laughs> die. <laughs> um, a sandwich and a Ziploc bag, and he can be the new two-stroke man. Yeah, two-stroke man. I got to shout out Liza, Liza, too, though. Liza, I just appreciate you pushing us to do this. Oh, um, thank you. This was a life-changing yep. thing, and and I, I I love it how you sort of taken this on as a as a you know as a cause to uh, to support Moyne in his work in Pakistan. So thank you. Well, and it is such an amazing opportunity, um, but it also goes back to a mantra that Jim and I have kind of adopted, which is just say yes. Right. When an opportunity comes, say yes. That is the sacred yep. yes. Say yes, exactly. Um, you know, what a great experience. And um, if anyone else is interested, Thomas, if you're remotely interested in going on a trip, you can sign up for a trips uh, at a different agenda.com Moin, I know uh, next year's trips aren't they're kind of duplicated from this year's trip. There's one that's called Chickistan that I'm not planning on being on. So hopefully you're going to sort that out. But Moin has different trips in different places and he, he keeps finding new places to go like Shimshaw Valley that not many people have visited, Amazing. which is so great. And he will, cater and curate a trip for you. If you don't want to ride motorcycles and you want to ride vintage Vespas like Bagel did, he will create that trip. If you want to ride bicycles, he will create that trip. If you just want to hike, he'll do it too. And I I am tempted to do another Vespa Vespa stand. Oh, I think I think it's time and I will need uh, maybe two years to build those uh, Vespas. Okay. 
Yeah. So, All right, so maybe maybe in two years we'll do that. So yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe next summer. I think we, we need to sit and plan for sure. So John, now that <laughs> now that you've you've been on this trip and you've seen it, and you kept saying, but Moin, did 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 Liza do this? Uh-huh. What you didn't ask was, <laughs> did Bagel do this on a vintage Vespa? There is no way I'm ever going to be as badass as Bagel. Yeah. That's the ultimate. The vintage Vespa on those roads. Yep. They did that. Yep. Yeah. I can't imagine. A whole nother level. <laughs> bagel. Well, yeah. um, indeed. Again, Moyne, I wanted to thank you for creating such a wonderful trip. I highly encourage anyone who is interested, uh, go to a differentagenda.com. And if you don't see a trip that's right for you, but you want to go, um, reach out to Moyne. He will make a trip for you. Right, Moin? Inshallah. Exactly. Inshallah. Yeah. Um, Aaron and David, thank you for joining us as well and sharing your stories. Um, um, and I, thank you, Moin, dear Moin. You, yes, you've been on the you. show thank so many times. And it's always a pleasure to see you. Uh, it's all my pleasure. You guys uh, uh Trust me with your lives in Pakistan. So thank you for coming and uh, taking a look for yourself. Thank you, hundred uh, percent. Thank you, guys. Well, um, I have a motorcycles and misfits top tip. <gasps> oh, here we go for oh. you, Moin. Do not entrust your life to Liza. <laughs> Great advice, right there. I, I, I feel Sound. this is valuable advice for you. I'm really scared. Yeah, be scared, really scared. be scared, Moy. Be scared. You're going to be drunk, yeah. naked, with a firecracker on your head in the middle of the night. He's, he's already agreed. To <laughs> yes, yes. Stop. Yep. Liza like, didn't it, tell me any of this. You Liza might end up drunk, anything. naked, with your head on fire, yes. and you're going to love it. It's better than oh, a. My. <laughs> Half naked with the evil Knievel uh, jacket, too. Yes. <laughs> no, it's going to be an awesome time. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to get to some emails. You're welcome to stay, or if you want to uh, jump off and go to bed like Moy should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and Aaron, I look forward to seeing you at AMA Vintage Days. It's going to yeah, be I can't wait. Is this your first time there? Yeah, first time. Good. Well, make sure you bring a motorcycle See, to ride around. I have, a, I have a couple of questions for you guys. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Aaron was saying something. That's fine. Go ahead. What's your question? Uh, Go ahead, Moin. I wanted to know uh, from you guys how your Lahore experience was. Um, uh, the weather is pretty ter- terrible, and I myself. Uh, uh, would rather take you guys up in the mountains for 17 days rather than 14 days. So uh, I just want to know overall mm. compared the north and the south, what do you guys um, mm. think uh, is Lahore should be a part? And so the two of the highlights and the reason that I want to go to Lahore, and I know why Moin's talking about this, the Wagga border ceremony yep. and the, uh, sorry, uh, SA Gardens, we're kind of pretty cool. So you're saying would would it be worth it to scrub that and spend more time up in the mountains, Moin? Yeah. What do you guys think? So I don't think you can skip the border ceremony. Yeah, it's because, pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing, but it, it's important to understand like the just the culture of Pakistan. There you go. And, and how much the people in Pakistan love their country and, and just understanding like their relationship. India and it's I think 
for for like a holistic trip, you need that. You can't you can't scrub that off. And I want to paint a picture for those who haven't been. The Wagga border ceremony is the border with Pakistan and India. And uh, imagine these guys uh, like uh, like rangers in these military outfits, like parade like outfits, full regalia, full regalia, and very big hats. <laughs> And they're yep. doing the, uh, Thomas, you'll understand, the Ministry of Silly Walks. Yes. <laughs> they are doing this grand marching expedition. And you're in a stadium with the border and the, the basically the gate in the middle of the stadium. And you got the guys on Pakistan doing it and the guys in India in their own uniforms mm-hmm. mirroring them and trying to out march each other <laughs> and with amazing mustaches and flag yeah. waving and a stadium cheering and the Pakistan try- oh. side trying to out cheer the India side and then they throw open the gate and they shake hands and it's another day of peace between these two countries. And I, how often does this happen? Every well, day. Every, every day. day. Oh, every awesome. yeah. Rain or shine. Rain 35 or shine. Years. That's great. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. So I would say, yeah, I, I I enjoyed Lahore. I think, um, I think if I would have got there a little earlier, it would have been better because I was just pretty wiped out by the time I got there. So I wish I could have been there sooner. Um, but I think I agree with Aaron. It's 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 such a historic part of Pakistan and such part of the story of trade and of history and and um, it kind of paints a picture that that sort of sets the tone for the whole trip. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would. I would keep it. I would keep it. Um, Hmm. And that's my uh, opinion. I I would never want to miss out on the big cannon, obviously. And uh, (laughs) and the uh, but it's also uh, and I know Lahore is hot, but that helped me to acclimate really quickly. So that when we put all the gear on, it wasn't a shock. So it helped me personally. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I, I loved everything we saw. So, and um, okay, real cool. quick, I want to put the 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 young guys in the room here uh, on on blast. Let's see how good you do. Just know, I could not have passed this test when I first met Moin. Okay. So let's start, Zach. Where in the world is Pakistan? Isn't it like to the top left of India? Or I know it's above India, obviously, because India's on the bottom. But it's to the right of Israel. What right. continent is it on? <laughs> That'd be Asia? Oh, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, All right. Pretty good. All right. It's, he, it, it's Utah education, darling. No, no. So, Clark, <laughs> uh, now I'm going to try it out. So, we've already mentioned the border with India and the border with China. Can you name any other countries that share a border with Pakistan? And I'll let you throw three out, three guesses if you can get one of them right. Go ahead, just guess. Come on, He's any thinking. guess? Just He's throw thinking. it out there. Anything, anything that Come ends on. with "stan." That's <laughs> 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 true. My first thought was Afghanistan. Yeah. I was like, no. Afghanistan. You're right. Ding ding. You are right. Ding ding ding. Good Thank job. You got it. Yeah. Good job. I really didn't know where it was. I and had the, to look and it the up on, the, on a map. Uh, I, let's see. Iran. Yes. Iran. Yeah. Um, and Kazakhstan. China. China. No. Not, not Kazakhstan? Just, There's another Stan. No, it's just China, I, Iran, yeah. India, and Afghanistan. And Afghanistan, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty amazing trip. Well, we need to get to some emails. I'm going to let you guys go. Look forward to seeing you 
And David, thank you very much for all the posts you were doing on Facebook because um, Stumpy John was failing and I was following you along. So <laughs> thank you. Um, David, Aaron, Moin, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. Thanks, y'all. Uh, All right. Bye, guys. We've got some emails to read, and uh, you guys are welcome to, if you have any answers to any of these. I will start real quick. And Bagel, you have yours queued up? I do. Great. Uh, this one is from Murray. He says, Hey there, fellow misfits. How Hello. does that- Hi, Murray. Hello, Hello Murray. He says, How does that song go? Everything is good for you if it doesn't kill you. I don't know the song. Oh, uh, that's the Everything is Good for You if it doesn't kill you song. Oh, yes. Um, he said, episode 477, uh, a question uh, brought to mind, something that happened to me about 35 years ago in my late 20s. I was relatively new to motorcycling and the proud owner of a sweet Z9 that I had rebuilt from a basket case. I'd had the engine rebuilt by a local shop, but did everything else myself. Right, right. With the engine running complete, it was time yes. for a first service check and tightened yes. down, so I took her back to the shop. The single disc front brake had also developed a squeal, so I asked them to pull and check and deglaze or replace the pads while I was in the shop. He's doing everything right so far. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, He said, I picked her up at the end of the day, and being summer in Brisbane, Brisbane? Oh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Good eye, mate. Yes. You better get around here with a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) The storms were already kicking off around the ridges, so I was in a hurry to beat the hailstorms home. That engine was sweet, and with new pads, the front anchors were quiet and responsive. Not even halfway into the 10-mile trip home through busy streets and rush hour traffic, I was blistering down a long downhill side street towards a T-intersection with a busy main road. The light was red, and I was coming down the gears and and pulling in the front brake when I suddenly lost all front brake pressure. Oh, boo. Nothing at all, and I was still going too fast. Engine braking and on the rear brake fishtailing towards the traffic, streaming past the intersection in front of me. He says, I pulled up about two feet over the line as a city bus flashed past what I felt like about two inches in front of my front tire. My life flashed past at about the same speed. So what happened? Well, when the mechanic refitted the front caliper, it was positioned such. Do you, do you know what he's about to say, Emma? Do you want to take a guess? So there's one of two things that yeah. happened. Yeah. It was either a mechanical failure yeah. or a hydraulic <clears throat> failure. It was positioned such that the flexible brake line was touching the sidewall of yes. the tire. And it rubbed through. And it wore oh, through. Oh. And he, so he says his mistake was not giving it a thorough pre-flight check. And what he says, which is very important after maintenance, even from a mechanic. Absolutely. And he wanted to get home dry, but almost didn't make it at all. So lesson learned, my next big mistake was selling that bike. Oh, well. Stay right and stay safe. Cheers from Muzz. Thanks, Muzz. You know, very good letter. um, And it's happened to, you know, the best of us. Anytime you disturb anything on your bike, even the most mundane task, oh, I need to change the spark plugs. In order to change the spark plugs, you could you could push a throttle cable out of the way. You could, mm-hmm. um, you know, push a gas line so that it's just hanging on by a thread. You know, part of what I do at the shop, every single bike that I work on gets a thorough test ride afterwards. And I can't do a 10-mile ride, but it's part of 
working on a bike. It's mm-hmm. doing the test ride afterwards, making sure it feels okay. Right. But that is an unusual one. Um, do I have time for a very, very quick story? No. 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 No, I'll save it till next time. Save it it till was next time. it was a weird one involving hydraulic brakes. Oh yeah, I want to hear that next mm. time. All right, John, what do you got there? <clears throat> and it has a very nice picture. So this is from Michael. Hey Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Misfits. It's Mike D from Sunnier SoCal. I have a question for the scrumptiously delightful, unquestionably knowledgeable Miss Emma. Oh God. <laughs> I say. <laughs> scrumptious. <laughs> Truly scrumptious. I recently acquired a 2014 T100 Bonneville from a friend of mine. Oh, that's a good My bike. other bike is a 2015 Harley-Davidson Road King. That's a good bike, too. I noticed it has what appears to be a choke, although I was told it's a fuel injected with a faux carbs. Miss mm-hmm. Emma, can you please give me some clarity? What is it really? Should I pull it in? It has two positions and does rev up the bike at start. That's all it does. So basically, sure. it's a fuel injected bike. Um and the mapping on it, it's, you know, it's good hmm. to start from cold. It's good to start from warm. However, until it's an air-cooled engine, mm. well, actually, it's an oil-cooled engine, until, oh, God, isn't that lovely? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm. Look at that. That's, I bet you like that. Look at that, Zach. Beautiful bike, Michael. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Very popular amongst the youngsters. What do you what do you think of that bike, Clive? Do you like that look? Oh, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, it does. What, you know, what style of bike would you call that? That is a cafe racer, darling. That is a cafe racer. When you pull, when you pull that choke out, Mm -hmm. it does nothing to enrich in the mixture. It's not like a traditional choke. All it does, it's a fast idle. Hmm. That's it. It's a fast idle. So until the engine builds up thermal efficiency, it just means it's not going to fall flat on its face. So my advice to you in SoCal, there's no need to ever pull it out. Ever. Hot or cold? You know, that just reminded me, a little side story. Um, You may notice what's missing from the room right now. The fart button. Yes. Are we going to talk about that? No, no. I I gave it to a four-year-old yesterday. Oh, Liza. (laughs) That's awesome. I remember this. Who has probably worn the batteries down by now. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Emma. I missed that. So, we didn't finish with the email. This one? Yeah. No, there's... A, there's a, oh, PS? Right. PS? Uh, my friend Sellers told me it was fuel injected, but I wanted... Uh, yeah, but, no. but before I correct her, I want to be pro- properly Emma-ized. Love the podcast, Mike D. P.S. Uh, about the bike, it has become my rider, as you can see, picture. Its hindquarters were previously modified, but it's an absolute joy to ride. It's no, they are. They're, ab- they're lovely, <clears throat> lovely bikes. No, it is a fuel-injected bike. Very, very nicely fuel injected. I, I might add as well. And that's uh, the nine hundred. The T one. Yeah, uh, yeah, eight sixty five. Eight sixty five. The earliest Bonnevilles were seven nineties, and that lasted. Oh God, I want to say it lasted three three years, mm. and then they realised that was a tiny bit underpowered. Although I like the seven nineties; they're very, very smooth and revving. Mm. And then they become eight eight sixty five flavour. And they, the 865s lasted from 04 right up until the complete revamp, which I want to say was like a year or two years after that. And then the Bonnevilles just changed completely. Mm. A complete new engine. Fascinating story. You want to read your email? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and this is from the anonymous Goose. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Talk an- to me, Goose. What? <laughs> 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 okay, Mav. <laughs> Uh, howdy, Misfits. Hey. 
Thank you for taking so much time out of your days each week to make these episodes. You know, I know I've said this before. It's always worth repeating it. We're just here for the day. The exception, of course, is Liza, who works incredibly hard during the week. Thank you. To make sure that the content we put out is fresh. It's always interesting. Um and I mean, I, I mean that. I mean, I just show yeah. up on a Sunday and this be, my, be myself. But the work Liza puts in, I don't know when 100%. she sleeps. Yeah, yeah, but you guys pick up all the slack and wow. It wouldn't be we wouldn't it. be here without you, Liza. Yeah. There's no way. Yes. So what you got there? So uh, each week to make these episodes. Truth is, I've had my motorcycle sitting in the garage for almost a year now. Oh. But I continue to listen to the podcast because the storytelling and edumacation factor is off the charts and mm-hmm. always interesting. It's probably a silly question, but how can I make sure my bike sitting in the garage stays in shape year-round of it sitting 95% of the time? I got a Vulcan S650. Love you guys. Interesting oh. bike, the Vulcan S. You know, it just made me think that Yes. This is a whole new program that we, we can maybe start. That's a good idea. And I'm looking across the room at these <clears throat> young men and thinking, Quite maybe we need to start a program where you thank, find thank you. a young guy yeah. who's willing to take your bike out for a walk every now Kind of like a dog oh, walking that's a great service. Idea. Gladly any yeah. time of the week. Yeah. You know, and you know what? That, Zach, would be a great bike for you, for your next bike, because... You know, the Vulcan S650 has got the same engine. I recommended, Mm -hmm. because you were saying to me, I might be ready for a little bit bigger bike. What should I get after the Ninja? Um, The Ninja 300. And I said, well, you know, the Ninja 650 is a great step up. Still a twin cylinder bike. Got a lot more power, but it's going to be very familiar. The Vulcan S is basically a Ninja 650 in cruiser clothes. So a very similar bike. It's got that lovely twin cylinder engine. And there's a little bit of sportiness to it. You know, yeah. the S is sports. Sports cruiser. Mm-hmm. She wants a ninja. Come on. I love the sports looking bikes. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to just you don't want to do a cruiser. But no nevertheless, way. I like to go fast. So let's talk about what it is. Uh it's a fuel injected bike, which mm-hmm. is a big plus. Fuel injected bikes tend to not plug their fuel systems as bad as carbureted mm-hmm. bikes. However, However, they still do plug. Um, God, if your bike's sitting around for 90, 95% of the time, it's two things that you're going to have problems with. Fuel and battery, fuel and battery. It all boils down to fuel and battery. Make sure the bike has a good quality battery in it. How many times have I said make sure it's got a USO battery? I've heard it 100 times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Battery tender or, I tell you what, you're paying a lot of money these days for the name battery tender. Mm-hmm. I went down to Harbour Freight. No, you're not going to say it. And I <gasps> I bought this thing called a Viking. Oh. And it's a great battery. Ch- I love oh. this thing. Huh. Because huh. if you look at a battery tender, it's just got a light. It's just got a little light. <coughs> the Viking's got this little screen on it. It tells you exactly what it's doing. So um, keep your battery charged up. Now, fuel... The swill that we get these days that masquerades as fuel, it's just terrible. And, of course, the ethanol in it makes a terrible mess with anything. Yeah. If you put a stabilizer in it, like Stabil, 
it does nothing to preserve the um, the octane qualities, basically the burn qualities of the fuel. No. The fuel will still go off. What it won't, mm. what it will do is make sure it doesn't form deposits that can plug oh, the system. So if your bike is sitting around ninety five percent of the time, I hate to say it, there is simply no substitute for running it. Yeah, and yeah. if you could every couple of weeks just say to yourself, "I'm going to devote half an hour to the bike." Just I'm going to devote half an hour every two weeks to the bike, go out and run it. A fuel-injected bike, if you just let it r- idle, it's not as bad as if you do it with a carburetted bike. I mean, if you if you let a carburetted bike idle for too long, you get a lot of unburnt fuel in the crankcase, and it's very, very bad for it. Fuel-injected bike, it's not bad, but there is simply no substitute for actually riding it. I have an actually a better suggestion. Why don't you think about listing it on Twisted Road or RiderShare.com? That is quite now a good idea. Now you can idea. make a little yeah. money, but also you can get your bike out there being used. Did you guys know you could rent people's bikes? It's like Airbnb for motorcycles. So what you was can, that called? Uh, TwistedRoad.com or RidersShare. Rider Either or. DashShare.com. Um, They're both great rental agencies. Are you familiar with Turo for cars? Uh, Yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same as Turo, but with motorcycles. I would, yeah, suggest if you just get one rental every couple months, you're taken care of. The the cheapest bike I think I've seen on Twisted Road is like 40 bucks a day. Yeah. And then it goes up to, I think the average is about 80, 90 a day. I actually have my uh, KLR (coughs) in South Dakota is going to be rented later this month. Who sold you that bike? Nice. It yeah. was another snip yes, from is. Mototown, who if wrote, I remember. Who rode that bike to South Dakota? He did. Um, mm-hmm. Not a murmur as well. Mm. So we have time for one more email, and this one comes from Bagel. You know I always save the best for the last. Oh, Bagler. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I have an email here from Simon Vessel. Uh, <clears throat> and he, Simon writes, the following message should be read with this Swedish accent, whatever that sounds like. No, it sounds just like that. <laughs> Simon writes, Hello, misfits. I'm writing to you from the degrisa stinking depths of my basement, where I'm currently working on the rebuild of a Peugeot SPX fun moped. Google that. I'm currently somewhat drunk and sentimental, but nevertheless, I need to tell you that your company puts a, a silver lining on my rebuild oh, process. Oh, what great. <laughs> I bought this Peugeot moped with the mindset of learning more about mechanics in general and two-stroke engines in particular, but my end game is one day to have a real motorcycle. Now, to my question, my wife isn't very fond of the idea of me riding motorcycles, Mopeds seem okay, though. Have any of you guys ever had to sell the motorcycling to someone? And if so, what were your arguments? I'm approaching my 40s, and a middle-age crisis is due any day now. <laughs> oh, it's imminent. Imminent. So, so any help would be greatly appreciated. Simon the Swede. I have a suggestion for you, Simon. Um. And I'm not sure whether you can get this film in Sweden. I'm sure it's available on YouTube. The The problem is, is motorcycling um, 
to a lot of people conjures up image of death and destruction and hell's angels and just awful. Like yeah, it does. If you see the movie Stone, that right, just exactly. reinforce that. My suggestion is, and you can watch it yourself because it's such a lovely movie. Um, find a copy of Why We Ride. Oh, there you go. Mm. Um, Why We Ride is is a very good movie in that it approaches motorcycling in quite a cerebral way. Yeah, have you seen this movie yet, Thomas? I don't think so. Yeah, think Why I've We Ride. You I, check I, it out. You check I recommend it, out. it to anyone. Um, there's a lot of very very interesting characters in it, mm-hmm. and it's it's really a very gentle gentle introduction to motorcycling. Will it change your wife's mind? I can't guarantee that, but it might change her perspective enough that you can start the process. And remember, everything takes time. If she's okay with you riding your moped, well, if you can ride your moped for six months or a year without wrapping yourself around a tree, maybe you can (laughs) persuade her that a 250 would be a better idea because it's got better brakes and better tires, and is altogether a far better prospect for safety than a moped. See, I think there's a better way. There's another track he could take here. <clears throat> he could go to his wife and say, look, I know a midlife crisis is coming, so <laughs> I'm going to circumvent that midlife crisis by investing in a motorcycle. <laughs> and what that's going to do is make me a better husband and a better partner for you for the next phase of our life. Is that what you used? Wow. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and it saves you the expense of buying an Aston Martin. Yeah, and, and it saves the expense of a, an affair. I, so, I'm not sure. That too. <laughs> so I have another approach to this one. Yes. And I used it myself um, about three bikes ago. My mom said, if you buy another bike, I'm cutting you out of the inheritance. Call their bluff. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Call their bluff. <laughs> well, I think- you, I'm not sure what's. I'm not sure what Swedish people do when they approach a midlife crisis. I mean, you know, in America, they always the the joke is, you know, you get a midlife crisis, you get go out buy a get buy a, a red red Corvette, <laughs> right. But I'm not sure yeah, what you prob- do in Sweden. Buy a Saab Turbo I, or something. Yes, the, or you buy an old Volvo and you put a turbo engine in it. There and you it drive is. it like crazy through the countryside. Or, or you get an an ex Air Force Saab Vigan and you <laughs> fly it over the neighbor's house. Well, <laughs> do that too. I, I, th- I think the best advice is either John or Emma's. Just ignore mine. <laughs> um, I think they have a much better approach. But uh, no, no, I think I think the key is to anybody, and this doesn't matter worldwide is people are full of biases and fear of things they don't understand. And that can mean many, many things on political, lifestyle, food, how, just anything involving life. If they don't understand it, they tend to be fearful of it. And tend to imagine the worst. So the best way is just to present a more positive side of it. And if you're trying to sell motorcycling to somebody, Why We Ride is a very, very good start. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's quite an entertaining film as well. It's very different. I'm not sure whether I'd recommend on any Sunday no, to a no. complete novice <clears throat> motorcyclist no. to try and convince them because that's a very different film. Yeah. No, why we ride is a great suggestion. And, and, 
Yeah, and definitely do not show her Hell's Angels on wheels. No. <laughs> oh, Hell's Angels 69, though. That's the one. Well, well the, other, the other thing you need to do is so up, up your life insurance and then go to your wife and say, look, I've upped my life insurance. It's so a win-win. It's a win-win. So if I go down, you, baby, you're going to get paid. But, you know, <laughs> oh, no. funnily enough, it was, it's, it's far more of a real problem than you think. And it's very, very easy to to vilify or almost criminalize the, the the person who's doing it but um one of my clients he had a beautiful black bmw touring bike and i saw him the other day and um he's back driving a car and yeah. he said you know my wife just worked herself into so much of a worry yeah. with me on this mm. bike and he said you know, it got to the stage where she was in floods of tears every time I left on the bike. Mm. And I just mm. I just didn't want to do that to her anymore because she couldn't get beyond the fact that it was so dangerous. And he said, it's just far easier for me um, to stop riding um, and have a happy memory of the short and time. This is why just I... continually upset my wife. So, you know, it's, it's a problem the world over. This is why I've been married for 34 years. Mm. I married the perfect woman. There you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> this is the time that I say thank you. Uh, first, I'll say thank you to John for saying yes when presented uh, with an opportunity. So glad I did. And I'm just so glad <clears throat> that you've now joined the club that Bagel and I are in. And uh, hopefully we can get you back there again. Yeah. Uh, but also for taking care of all the guys on that trip. That was fun. And Emma, thank you for running the garage for me today. Oh, my pleasure. And thanks Emma, for your help, too, Emma. Emma's reign of terror. <laughs> <laughs> and now it will be the theme for today. And now I can finally say <laughs> next weekend we're going to be going to Laguna Seca. And the weekend after that. And then the weekend after that, we're going, well, at least I'm going to uh, AMA Vintage Days. Liza, thanks for hooking me up with a VIP ticket. Yes, you got a VIP ticket. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. But uh, especially, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers and all of our listeners and the people who email us uh, these great stories and questions. Uh, I appreciate it. And, you know, to all of you, just thank you for being you. And yeah. I mean that from the heart of yeah. my bottom. Yeah. Um, thank you, uh, Thomas Clark and yeah. Zach, for joining us. I hope that well, was entertaining. The, yeah. the, yeah. the, yeah. the Utah yeah. contingent. So here's how it's going to work. We're about to go out, and uh, when I point to you, say your name. That's all you got to do. So thank you, everybody. I think we're ready to get out of here. This is Liza. Thomas. Stumpy John. Give me the beans, darling. Zach. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. cool.